Welcome back to the show and welcome back to the series that I've been calling the It's Okay series. So we're starting off the year with a conversation or a series of conversations about topics that can sometimes feel like we are being challenged or we don't have enough will to power through or we're giving up in some way and how sometimes that's really okay and it's actually really aligned for us to release these things and to see the lesson in that release, in that softening. So the conversation that I want to have with you today is, it's um, <laughs> a true test or a, a true practice for me of going with the flow because I had a totally different topic in mind um, that I'd been chewing on for a couple of days and then this topic came through this morning and so I'm going with it. And this topic is that it's okay to follow through on an intuitive calling. So what does that mean? What is an intuitive calling? I would describe it as just something that you feel pulled toward when you first see it or are exposed to it. It feels like an immediate full body, full heart, yes. But then seconds after that, the mind comes in, the rational mind, the logical mind, and comes up with all the reasons why this is a terrible idea, or you shouldn't do it right now, or that's just a fantasy, or whatever it might be. <laughs> Doubt creeps in, fear creeps in, and sometimes, oftentimes, these doubtful, fearful thoughts keep us from following through on these intuitive callings. So this is a practice. Listening to our intuition is a practice. I think it's a subtle one. I think it takes some work, some awareness. First of all, just to become aware of the sensations in our body. Sometimes we can be so tuned in, so focused, laser focused on our tasks, on our schedules, on our routines, that we're not really checking in. You know, we're not checking in throughout the day. We're not checking in after and before each task. And as women, we're not really checking in with our energy, which tends to fluctuate as, as most peoples do. But even on a, a hormonal level, through the various stages and phases of our cycle each month, our menstrual cycle, whether we're menstruating or not, we have some hormonal fluctuations that will absolutely impact our energy and it will impact kind of what feels aligned for us at different times. So it takes some, some work, some slowing down, some subtleness, some softness, some spaciousness to begin to tune into this and to really get still enough to listen to what's there. And I think that we tend to avoid this. We tend to run away from this, this voice. Um, and we say that we can't hear it. We say that it's quiet. It's often called the still small voice. But I actually think that we drown it out and numb it out as much as we can because we know that when we do get still enough to listen, we're not going to be able to turn back and do what we've always done. Once we hear that calling, once we hear that voice, we know it's aligned for us. We know it's in alignment with our truth and we know we're going to have to take action and that action might re involve things that feel scary to us. It might involve leaving a relationship or leaving a career or leaving a spiritual path or practice. It may involve letting go of things that we've clung onto as distractions 
maybe a, um, a rigid exercise routine or a rigid adherence to a specific way of eating. It may require us to let go of having to have a plan, having to have certainty to some extent. And all of those things can be trying. All of those things can feel tremendously scary and ungrounding and unsettling. And all of these things tear away at the fabric that we've created to create the identity that we live by in this life. So what I mean by that, that got pretty deep pretty fast. But what I mean is since we were born up until now, we've been sort of accumulating these ideas and roles and layers about our personhood, about who we are in this world. Maybe that involves us being an introvert or an extrovert, sensitive, aggressive, exuberant, athletic, a mom, an achiever, an academic, a creative, an artist, um, a spouse, a brother, a sister, a best friend, I mean, think of that. Think of all the many layers that we've accumulated over the years and taken on as our identity. And why that's meaningful, why that's important is because we've sort of created that. If we've created that as our structure, as our foundation for walking through the world, sometimes when we begin these practices of opening up and some of those roles get released and some of those layers get released, it can feel really scary. It can feel like, well, if I'm not this or that, or if I'm not serving this purpose or this role, who am I? Do I have meaning? Do I have a purpose? And if you're in that place, I would say, be really gentle with yourself. Take some deep, deep breaths. And even that, even sitting right where you are, just as you are feeling yourself breathing, that's enough to know that you're here right now. And the fact that you're here means that your work is not done on the planet. There's still lessons to be learned. There is still something, someone, some energy that wants to move through you. So you do have a purpose and your life does have meaning, even if these roles get released or shift or change. And I think it's important to allow some space, some flexibility within that structure as we begin to listen and perhaps take a step toward or even take action on an intuitive calling, something that's pulling us in something that might spontaneously arise and we would love wholeheartedly to say yes to it. So I encourage you just to set that ground or that intention as you begin this practice of of listening to the intuitive callings within you. Maybe you journal um, across a certain span of your life from perhaps your whole life to just the last year to maybe the last couple of months. Pick a time frame that feels manageable, that feels good and juicy rather than overwhelming to explore. If you've had an intuitive hit or calling before, how you responded to it, did you say yes to it? Did you step into it? Did your mind convince you to do otherwise? Did the fear of the uncertainty or what might be required of you cause you to contract back into the personality that you 
are most comfortable identifying with or as. Did, and if you did follow through on an intuitive calling, did you find that your mind created expectations around it? Like, let's say you feel an intuitive calling to start writing. And maybe you're writing just for the pure joy of it, the openness, the spaciousness of it, which is something that I've experienced in the past, which is why I'm sharing it. And then perhaps you notice the mind starts getting attached to this writer role. And now it's thinking, well, you should get this published or you should try to turn this into a book or this is an article and you could submit it to this, this and this website and then maybe be seen for it. And then maybe people would like you for what you have to say and you could develop connections. So as I've talked about in previous episodes um, and in previous social media posts especially, that's something that we have to watch for, I think, is our mind and our ego, our, our identity self, getting attached to those things. And, and it's okay. It's just a natural part of being human. I, I believe this identity part of ourselves. Um, but where we want to be aware, where I've found I need awareness, is if that begins to run the show. If it moves from simply following a, an intuitive feeling of joy into needing it to become something so that people see me or that I'm worthy or valuable in some way. Now there's an expectation on it. Now there's a certain weightiness on it. And if it doesn't transpire that way, there might be some massive hurt and disappointment and suffering as a result. And if we're not aware of this and we're in the suffering and the hurt from our expectations not being met, it can cause a lot of doubt and confusion and cloudiness um, and we might shut down from listening to our intuitive callings altogether we might start to develop an idea or a story or belief that listening to our intuition only gets us hurt only gets us disappointed and we may risk missing the lesson that was there for us all together which maybe was just to be in a space of joy or a space of creativity without it needing to become something to simply spend some time in in being, in presence, without creating an action item out of it. That's probably one of the most important lessons I've learned from following an intuitive calling. And um, spiritual teacher Michael Bernard Beckwith, he's the reverend um, and spiritual leader of the Agape spiritual community. He says, um, when we get a hit like that, our job is just to open, to be receptive, and to say yes and to ask to be led one step at a time. Our job is not to know the how and to begin multitasking or, or micromanaging is a better word for it, I think. Micromanaging this creative or intuitive hit that we get. It's a gift, it's a blessing. We say yes to it and we ask for the first step to be revealed and we just take one step at a time. And this can be challenging for the mind, I think, because we don't get to control the pace. Sometimes 10 steps are revealed at once and then we don't get the next step for months or even years. And that's sort of how creativity works. Sometimes it's not linear. It's not so black and white. So we simply, um, it's a very humbling, surrendering practice listening to our intuition and following these intuitive callings because we're saying yes without knowing completely what that looks like or what it means for us. We're just showing up, we're open, we're receptive, we're allowing energy to move through. And we can of course 
ask for intentions through it. We can ask that it be guided in a way that's clear to us. We can ask for the next right step on our path. In fact, that's a prayer I say almost every morning is that I ask that I be guided. I ask that I be in the space and the energy of my highest potential. And I ask, what is my next right step? And then I wait and I listen. And sometimes it's clear and sometimes it's not. And what I've found when it's not is that I'm meant to be in a space that I've been calling recently of incubation. A space of just receptivity, maybe a space of rest, um, and a space of listening. And not listening um, with an expectation, again. Listening with an open heart and a, and a deep and great trust in divine timing. A deep and great trust in the benevolence, the loving energy of the universe and that it has every single one of our backs and that it only wants the truest light within us to be revealed, however that transpires. So the suffering happens when our idea of what that unfoldment looks like is when we begin to force and push that rather than listening and being willing to unfold in, in a present way. Being willing to unfold as and with what is right in front of us. So that, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's what I have to share today is that in order to begin to listen to our intuitive callings, we've got to create a space for it. We've got to get still. I recommend first thing in the morning, whether that's just, you know, your alarm goes off and you lie there and take three deep breaths and ask, well, say a prayer of gratitude is what I would recommend. Bring yourself into a high frequency of joy and gratitude for this moment, for this breath, for your health, for your safe home, for warm water, for the food that's on your table, for all the hands and the lands and the energy and the resources that come together to make all of that possible. And once you get into this high state of being, just ask, what is my next right step? And then you listen. And maybe that's the first step, that you just begin to listen. And maybe you feel something so strongly that you feel to take action in some way on that. But that's it, just that step. And then we watch what the mind wants to do with it. And we thank the mind for its creative genius. But we ask it to listen and to be on this, this journey with us. Um, and we just watch that our, our wounding, our armor doesn't take over this creative endeavor. Whether that's, you know, the wounding that we feel like we're not worthy or the wounding of perfectionism, of control, of needing external validation and love and approval. Just watching that those things don't sort of smother this process. And, and if they do, that's okay. We just become aware of it and we release it and we start again. Next breath, next prayer, next thought, next action. Coming into alignment. That we're always fine-tuning coming into our highest alignment. Okay, until next time, sending so much spaciousness and peace and love to you.